Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. MSPs do battle every day against cyber hostilities such as ransomware attacks and data breaches. Fight smarter. Call in the Calvary. Gatekeeper from Calyptic Security is here. Reduce stress and implement proper safeguards as advised by the FBI, NSA, and DHS with Calyptix's purpose-driven solution for small businesses. Zero Trust Access secures RDP and SSH connections with two-factor authentication. There's no need for open ports to the internet, client installs, or VPN. Plus, you'll enjoy audit-friendly access across all types of devices. Learn more at calyptix.com gatekeeper. That's C-A-L-Y-P-T-I-X dot com slash gatekeeper. All right, gang. Hey, welcome back. This is James Kernan with Kernan Consulting, and I'm excited for today's host, uh, probably one of the more prominent guests on the show. Uh, everybody knows him, but it is my good friend, Carl Palachek of smallbizthoughts.org or smallbizthoughts.biz. Or com. Or, or whatever, .com, or .cn, <laughs> or all the above. You own all the domains. But uh, Carl, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, by the way. Yeah, you bet. You bet. I was looking forward to this. So uh, thank you. So you've been up to a lot of new things, and I've been following this, and I'm excited to have you share with the audience a little bit more. So tell us about this new organization that you formed, the National Society of IT Service Providers. So this association is intended to basically help this industry move from an industry to a profession. Uh, and, and by that, I mean, have individuals and companies take a step up in professionalism. Mm-hmm. And that includes the individual level, as well as holding each other accountable to a, set, a certain set of standards and um, ethics. Uh, so it's it's basically it's a pretty big movement, although the legislative piece has gotten most of the attention so far. Yeah, interesting, interesting. So you you use the term big, and I completely agree. I mean, this is enormous. Um, why are you doing that? I mean, this is this is a, a huge project to take on. What, why are you passionate about this? Well, we're at this odd place in the history of our industry. As you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you couldn't hire somebody who had 10 years experience as a lawyer dealing with IT service providers. You couldn't find somebody who had 10 years experience as the front office manager or even a service manager in a managed service business. It wasn't possible because we haven't been around that long. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the industry has reached a point where we are now known and we are known to people outside the industry with the moniker MSP. And that's not always a positive thing in their minds. And so I think it's time that we got our arms around the fact that there's a lot of non-professional people in this industry. Mm -hmm. And so we should hold each other to a higher standard and ask that others hold us to a higher standard as well. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. I love it. 
So talk to me about the nine pillars. I've heard you talk about the nine pillars and you created this uh, document called the nine pillars. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, so it's a bit of a manifesto, although people don't like me to use that term. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds aggressive. (laughs) So, uh, but basically the, the, the nine pillars are the elements of building what I consider the, the profession that we need to be. It starts by recognizing that we're also at an interesting point in history that ransomware has suddenly brought a lot of serious problems to the fore. Uh, and this includes the fact that there are people selling managed services who do not provide managed services. And you and I have talked about this before, that people love that recurring revenue model, but that's a billing model. That's not a service model. And so they're doing break fix. They're calling it managed services. And then they get ransomware and they say, hey, you know, just restore from backup. And the service provider says, well, you didn't pay for backup. I wasn't doing that. I'm not responsible for that. And they leave their clients high and dry. And that has caused us to become visible to legislators. And, you know, the state of Louisiana passed a law last year that defined what a managed service provider is. And I'm not sure you and I would agree that their definition is accurate. Um, But what's happening is we are being legislated upon and we don't have a seat at the table. So this nine pillars is, is looking at professionalism within the industry looking at what we want to do and, and how we want to take a step up in terms of education, certification, and so forth. Um, and it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. My goal is to start a conversation. Right, right. Okay, good. Very good. So this is, this is a, a, it's really a complex movement overall. Where can people find out more information or, or learn about this? Great. So we have a site, nsitsp.org. And at that site, you can download the Nine Pillars document. You can watch the webinar that I did where I explained that document for about 40 minutes and then did Q&A so that you know, a lot of people could give their feedback and ask questions and clarifications. Right. And also, folks can go there and sign up. It's free to become a member. What we need is, you know, numbers. We need to be able to go to state legislatures and say, hey, we have this many hundreds of people who are members. Um, And then also, there are forums there where you can raise your hand and say, I want to volunteer for my state or for a committee or whatever. And that's where we're organizing our meetings. We had one meeting uh, already, and we have another one scheduled. So... Uh, please go there, join up, tell your friends and and get involved. Yeah, and that's how everybody can stay informed. Absolutely, good, good. So you said something a moment ago that was really interesting to me. You used the word professional. What, what do you mean by making the technology industry more professional? Well, so professions have certain things that define them as a profession. You think about lawyers, accountants, right? Uh, true professionals, they have some standardized training. And Mm -hmm. I know that we're not ready to like pull the switch point over to a specific set of classes and say, that's your training. But I think we need to move in that direction. And that has to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. They also have apprenticeships. Like right now, we have a, it's, it's not even a now thing. It's a forever thing 
people turn 18, 20, 25, and they say, hey, I think I should do this. I'm pretty good with computers. I should go into business. Right. And so they, they by default start out as amateurs. Um, eventually they learn enough, they take some classes, they get some certifications and they start becoming professionals. We need to have a path that makes it easy for these people to get in and move up. And that means there should be some agreement on what the actual levels of uh, jobs are within what we call managed service providers but other service providers as well. So there, there's just a lot of those pieces. Another thing is a, a standardized code of ethics. And to me, a code of ethics and the sample that I put in the nine pillars document, it's short. It, it literally can be printed on one side of one piece of paper without mm -hmm. small fonts. And, and just saying like things like, we're gonna be transparent with our clients. We're gonna be honest with our clients. We're gonna be honest with each other. Right. Um, and just sort of building integrity into this. And, you know, you've built a team. Part of what you want to do when you put standard operating procedures in place is have the team support each other and say, hey, did you put your time in there? Did you get your notes in the ticket? Did you do this? Did you, you know, da, da, da. Right. Um, our entire industry needs to do that with each other. Right. We need to hold each other accountable at a very high level. <clears throat> right. Right. And when you talk about, you know, levels of professionalism, I, I completely agree. I think there's, um, uh, you know, a lot of different businesses, large and small. One thing that concerns me a little bit, I've always had a heart for the little guys, the startups, right? And you can think of in your lifetime, how many startups you've helped get that business launched. It, it feels like it's going to be harder for them or more difficult to really get their business launched. Do you, you agree with that? And yeah, I mean, that is a concern I've heard from a few people online. And what's yeah. funny is my, my first response is I want to tell them, did you read the nine pillars document? <laughs> did you actually <laughs> look through it? Because, uh, you know, there is this fear, but it's a generic fear that regulation is bad and that it's hard for the little guy and blah, blah, blah. But the reality is right now, Somebody who, let's just call them, uh, you know, entry level or, you know, one person shop. If you're just getting started, you are going in, touching people's equipment and acquiring liability that you are unaware of. Yeah. Right. And something goes wrong. The client can turn to you and say, you were the last one to touch this system. Uh, you need to pay this million dollar ransom. And they're going to say, I, I don't have that money. You know, I, I, it's not possible for me to do that. Right. Um, there needs to be a way to say, look, if you're over here and you only do this and you don't provide backup and disaster recovery and, and manage all of the network, you need to be relieved of liability. And that's not something that we can do without getting the state involved. You know, you and I can't agree to relieve each other of liability. We can agree but that doesn't mean your insurance company won't sue my insurance company. <laughs> right. Right. So, so I, I understand the fear that some people have, but the reality is if you're going to be in any business, you should have a business license. You should take some training. You should improve yourself. Exactly. And it's okay to say there's a path to move from an apprentice into a professional. Mm -hmm. Currently that path is, Hey, make your own way. Have a nice day. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And in, in, in any industry, there's, there's, there's 
good ones and bad ones. There's people that tell the truth and people that don't tell the truth. So I like the idea of creating a standard. You know, we're raising the bar and we, we do need to professionalize the industry. I completely agree with that. So you, you've received some proposed legislation. Can, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so one of our big challenges is trying to figure out what we do about ransomware. And I, I am not smart enough to have an answer to the technical side of what we do with ransomware. But when I step back and say, how does this affect us? A lot of the reason that we are getting the attention of state legislators is because many people in our industry are not managing ransomware appropriately. And here's what I mean. If you buy the argument that it's not possible to escape it and we will all get hit someday, then the question is, what do you do about it? And to my mind, when we leave clients without a backup system, without disaster recovery, without a continuity plan, without a way to dig themselves out, we are not serving them appropriately. And you know, unfortunately, that means the legislature will come after us and they will put requirements on us and you know how the legislature works. The answer that they came up with, it may not fit the problem at all. It just responds to the news media and says, hey, look, we did something. So this legislation is intended to create a way within law to define who is and is not liable in an incident like this. Um, and so part of that is to be able to say, Let's say that you only go in and set up printers or you only set up uh, home entertainment systems. Well, that's great. There needs to be a way to draw a line and say, you don't offer backup and disaster recovery services. You didn't offer those to the client and you can't be held liable for that. Now, right. you can still touch stuff and break things and cause holes. And so a managed service provider needs to offer those services, needs to manage those other vendors somebody who is a managed service provider should take ownership of all of that technology and yeah. take responsibility for it. So they take on that liability. But next step is, what if you propose something and the client says, I'm not paying for that? Well, today you are stuck. You have all the liability and you don't have any of the money from <laughs> providing the services. So the goal here would be to say, if you offer these services and the client turns you down, that's mm -hmm. cool. There is a process in the law that says you cannot be held responsible for ransomware under those circumstances. And that's something that the insurance companies should go along with because it'll help them reduce the payouts and actually get their arms around the liability issue. Right, right. I um. I can I can see some parallels for sure, you know, with the legal industry and, and more specifically the insurance industry for sure. Uh, can you can you elaborate on that? Are you, are you building a coalition with the insurance industry? Um, I'm trying to. I think you know one of the pillars is that at this moment in history, I think it's in our best interest to build a coalition with the insurance company, mm -hmm. uh, insurance industry, and basically say you know because part of what happened with the insurance industry is that you know, five years ago, selling cyber uh, security insurance was a cash cow for them because right. nobody knew what it was. Nobody uh, ever had a claim, right? Ransomware was $40. 
Now ransomware is millions of dollars and there are claims all over the place. And so uh, unlike life insurance and health insurance, they don't have a hundred years of statistics about uh, what it's gonna cost them, right? And so suddenly they're losing money on cybersecurity and they're, they're gonna clamp down on something. And unfortunately, it's probably gonna be you and me <laughs> and right. the listeners to this program. Uh, so building a coalition with them, we can say, look, here are the circumstances under which people are not eligible to be covered by cybersecurity if they have been offered appropriate services and turned them down. And right. so that takes pressure off the insurance company and it takes pressure off the IT service providers insurance company. Yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So in the legislation, uh, you specifically call out MSPs uh, about in, them making sure they're providing the backup in a, in a DR plan. How, how exactly would that work? Well, if you offer those services, like if you are a managed service provider uh, and, and not, you know, the copy repair guy, yeah. uh, then you should be offering these services. And, and I actually, I, I want that to be required. And I don't want to write into the law which specific services you offer, because that's going to be different for each client. Right. But to the extent that you can uh, secure something, then you should offer those services. And it should be something that is, if you're going to operate at a certain level, it should be required. Um, and again, if the client turns you down, then a whole different process takes place. But, you know, right now you could sign a deal. You know, you've, you've heard people talking about it on the forums. Oh, I just need a form that says that the client was offered backup and they turned me down. And so they're not going to hold me responsible. Sorry to tell you that has zero validity when it comes to uh, an incident. Uh, like I said, their cybersecurity insurance company is either not going to pay or they're going to go after you uh, because that piece of paper means nothing to them. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I saw the same thing in the legislation about um, the required reporting of cybersecurity incidents. Isn't there already laws governing that? There are some laws uh, those laws are inconsistent. You know, if you're in California, you are extremely well regulated on this front. Um, but in most states, you are not. Um, and I think most small business owners don't have any idea what the laws are. What they know is they don't want the bad PR. So they're not motivated to report it to anybody. <clears throat> so yeah. part of this, the goal of this is also that the, the state, whether it's the secretary of state or whoever, some agency should have a list of people who are saying, I am a managed service provider, I provide these services. And that should be a publicly searchable database that would be extremely cheap to produce and maintain. Uh, but basically that way, it's sort of like a, a contractor. Contractor comes to your door and they say, hey, you know, let me help you fix up your back patio. Um, but I can't charge you more than a certain amount because I don't have a state contractor's license. Right. right. We want to be able to say that there are people who are putting themselves up as true managed service providers and people who are not. And that either way is totally OK, but there should be a list to search who are those service providers. And if you're on the list, then you have the possibility of being relieved of the uh, insurance liability. But if you're not on the list, sorry, you know, you're on your own. Interesting. Um, here is something, you know, when I look at 
the government. And the government does some things good and some things bad. Um, I won't go into the whole DMV and, and uh, you know, how long it takes to get your driver's license uh, when, when people turn 16 or just even get a renewal. But what do you say to people that whose first response when they look at this is no legislation, no regulation, you know, no, no laws, no government? What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I just got off a call uh, about whether or not we should subscribe to a LexisNexis and begin tracking this because the legislation is coming. Uh, last year, I, I, as you know, the state of Louisiana passed a law mm -hmm. and it was just a, a, the secretary of state just happened to be very well educated, happened to know a lot about the managed service industry and wrote up something and it became law. Mm -hmm. Now, Nothing against him personally, but I don't know that I and you and everybody else would agree with his definition of managed services or managed security service provider, or that his law actually is going to have the positive effect he thinks. So what I would say to people who want zero legislation is go sit on the curb and watch. And unfortunately for you, it's not going to turn out well. Yeah. Uh, in the in the nine pillars document, I talk about there are four actors in this: you, your clients, the government, and the insurance companies. Mm -hmm. And whether you like it or not, the government has discovered who we are. And I I, I liken it to uh, the Borg has discovered our quadrant, and now they know we exist, and they will legislate us. And the only question is, will you be sitting at the table? as part of that conversation, or you will you be sitting at home waiting to find out what bills they uh, come up with? Right, interesting. Well, and, and you know, my personal opinion, I, I've seen regulation hurt a lot of industries and it stifled competition and so forth, but I love this because it's gonna raise the bar. And just like you said, it's regulation. This, this is coming like a freight train. <laughs> And right. um, I, I encourage all the listeners to check out Carl's website, get involved, stay informed. You got to stay ahead of the bell curve on this one. Um, so Carl, again, what, tell us about the website and, and what else maybe people could do to, to stay informed. It's uh, nsitsp.org. So that's National Society of IT Service Providers.org. Uh, sign up, uh, you know, free membership, obviously. And, you know, uh, there will probably be a paid membership at some point, but, um, you know, right now uh, I'm basically sort of funding getting this started because um, I think it's extremely important. Yes. Um, and like you, you know, I've been in this industry a long time and I, I just want to make sure that as it grows, it grows appropriately and in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for giving back on that. I'm I see your passion, I feel your passion and completely agree. Um, you know, at, at this stage, certainly in my career, you know, it's time to give back and time to help people and, and educate them and make sure they are informed. And uh, it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens here over the next uh, year or two with this. So right. anyway. And, you know, it's funny when you talk about uh, uh, legislation and regulation potentially killing productivity or, or killing profitability. Um, it can happen. And, you know, if we're not involved, it, it might happen to us. But, you know, if this is built right, I think it'll create more 
competition and it will create people who are like are literally able to give better service to their clients. And ultimately, I mean, that's why we got into business. Uh, and then we figured out we could make money. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, you know, I just, I just was talking about this in a leadership class I was teaching yesterday about, you know, leaders get involved, leaders stay informed. And I use the analogy because I played college football and, you know, I, as a football player, I didn't want to sit on the bench and watch the game the whole time. I, I wanted to be in the middle of the game I wanted to make that big play and catch that, you know, touchdown uh, and, and make those big plays. And we all have the opportunity to stay informed and to participate in this. And just to Carl's point, he said something a moment ago, super important. You need to be the one educating your end user customer and you need to stay informed uh, and, and help share that information. Uh, it's it's going to that's a differentiator right there between you and your competition. So uh, I, would, I would do that for sure. All right. Well, Carl, thank you so much. Was there anything else that you wanted to share? No, just, uh, you know, we've got a lot of people involved. Go to that site and way up at the top, it's got a, a link to the next live meeting. We do Zoom calls. And uh, the first one we did, there were the, the chat was 3,000 words. So people are clearly getting involved and, and very passionate about it. And so the more the merrier as far as I'm concerned. All right, great news. Carl, thanks again uh, for being on the show. And you know what? Thank you for doing this. Uh, this is so important. And I'm, I'm grateful that we had an opportunity to share this with all the listeners. Well, thanks for having me. All right. All right, take care. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.